by saying I can, you are empowering yourself to believe in your infinite capabilities. Hi friends, Christine here and welcome to the More Room for Joy podcast. Today on the show we are talking about how to be more productive in all aspects of your life. So stick around. Welcome to the More Room for Joy podcast with your host, Christine Baker Marriage, where she offers strategies to overcome life's hurdles, ways to create a life filled with intentional happiness, and ideas on how to find balance in all of the aspects of your personal, home, and work life. Stay tuned so you too can learn how to design a joyful life. Hi friends, this is Christine from the More Room for Joy podcast. Welcome to episode six. I am so excited that you're here. Today on the show, we are talking about how to be more productive in all aspects of your life. You and I are going to talk about the four main reasons why our personal and business lives break down and the four solutions to turn those breakdowns into breakthroughs. So I'm really glad that you're here for this. It's a pretty passionate topic for me. I, I have spent many years studying uh, these kinds of uh, scenarios and uh, after feeling pretty unproductive for my first uh, couple decades of my life, I, I really um, felt called to research these topics and these things because I, I just, it led to a lot of depression and it led to a lot of, um, you know, self-doubt. And I knew that I didn't need to feel that way and I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. So, so this is, this is a pretty good topic. Um, if you're feeling those feelings as well, I, I hope this helps, but you know, have you ever had those moments or days or even longer maybe where you feel all turned around or unproductive? Um, where your life feels chaotic and maybe you're even feeling despair. You know, I've been there. So I, I totally get those feelings and it resonates with me what you're going through. So if you're in business school or if you've ever been, if you ever owned a business, you're encouraged to have a productivity partner or accountability partner. Well, I agree with the benefits of this. I have also learned that ultimately I have to rely on myself. I have to know that I have the solid foundation to um, see something through and to be able to get myself out of anything that I need to. Uh, and no disrespect to anybody that I'm accountable to or that who is accountable to me, but there are just some things that I know only I can handle or manage or figure out. There have been many times in my life, as I'm sure there have been in yours, where I know that my future was in my own hands, right? You, I can choose which way they went, which path I wanted to go down, um, depending on you know where they led me to. Uh, I'm sure you've been there too. And nobody else can do that for you but you. And while that is a powerful experience to come from the depths of that confusion and chaos and ultimately create a life or path for yourself, the process can be pretty lonely. And learning to rely on yourself can be a lonely place and it can also feel limiting. Like your potential options are less because it is just you. 
but it doesn't have to be that way. So before we move forward and before I explain myself a little bit more, I want to share with you that even though being a strong, independent individual can be a walk full of solitude, doing that work will actually bring you to a place where you will ultimately be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest advocate, where you will connect with others on a deeper, more meaningful level, where you'll have more opportunity to do things that you want to do and that you will fulfill your dreams. So let me explain what I mean. It's a lot. I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but, but just bear with me. Several times in my life, I have have remembered feeling alone, feeling lonely, feeling isolated, or that no one literally understood me. And to pull myself out of that, sometimes self-isolation, right? Because sometimes it's self-inflicted. So, but to pull myself out of that, I would say to myself, Christine, you got this. You can make it through this. You can survive. You know, anything that you choose to do, you will be capable of doing. You can do this. I've always tried to be my own best cheerleader to hopefully balance out the inner critic. We all have that, right? That inner critic, by the way, doesn't want you to succeed and feeds off of your insecurities that we hold on to so tightly. We hold on to them so tightly because they are comfortable and familiar. I get it, but it doesn't get me to where I want to be and it doesn't get to you, you, sorry, it doesn't get you to where you want to be either. So being a bit uncomfortable will actually get us further in life. Remember that. So leaving the critic behind, or as my friend Kim Smith says, the old hag in the attic, which I love. So leave her locked up in the attic. Okay. So I found myself in the past and still when I need to be my biggest advocate, I repeat something similar to what I said before. I can accomplish this. I can make it through this. I can make it to the end. Just keep trying. I find myself saying the same thing whenever I'm encouraging friends or clients too. You can do this. I believe that you can do this. I am forever the optimist, right? I've always tried to see the bright side of things. But honestly, it is much more than that. There is a reason behind that specific type of phrasing. I have often used the phrase, I can, because I appreciate the meaning behind the actual word. Dictionary.com defines the word can, C-A-N, as to be able to, to have the ability or power or skill to. So when I say to someone, you can do this, I am saying that I believe that they are able to do whatever they want to accomplish, that they have the ability to do it, that they are capable of carrying it through to the end and being successful. I believe that you too have the power to do this and that you have the skill to do whatever you put your mind to. I mean it when I say it to others and I don't say it lightly or casually. Naturally, I want people to do their best, but I'm not going to tell somebody that they can run for public office if their skill set makes them an excellent music teacher instead. Like, I'm sorry guys, but you really can't do everything well. I mean, you know, we always try to do everything and I get that because I'm, I have that, um, mindset that I'm, you know, want to try everything. I'll explain that in a minute too. But, um, 
but I used to think that the word can't was an awful word, right? And that's why I sometimes still try and do it all. But it's not like that at all. I, I took it um, usually as a challenge when somebody said to me, you can't do everything. I have a perfect example of that. It, but not being able to do everything just means that we are really good at the things that we're supposed to be really good at. And we need to focus on that and let the people who are really good at the things we're not actually good at to do them too. And then the symbiotic relationship will forever continue. It'll be a beautiful thing. But let me explain to you the story of why I have such an, or used to have such an adverse reaction to um, the word can't. So believe it or not, I started this whole journey with I can when I was about eight. My godparents who lived just down the street came over for dinner. This wasn't a rare occurrence as we were pretty close, um, not only in proximity, but we were also had a pretty close relationship. They, they were my parents' best friends and they felt like family. So we saw them all the time. But I remember a certain dinner in particular that uh, was different. And it was a conversation that made it stand out for me. My godfather was talking um, about his new job that he was taking with a larger company and they would be moving out of state. And then my father had also just been promoted at his job as well. So there's a lot of talk about careers and, and moving up and creating a better life, right, for their families, things like that. Now, the other part of this was I was the youngest in both families by a lot. Uh, I was the youngest of my parents' children at the time, my brother was in the military um, and married and had moved out. My sister had just gotten married and moved out. My godparents' children were all grown up and out of the house. So needless to say, I was the odd man out and often was included in you know, a, a lot of adult social circles, which was so kind and generous of, of these people. But it also made conversation a little dull and boring for me because I didn't quite understand it as an eight year old. It was nothing inappropriate, but to, you know, like an eight-year-old kid, how to manage editors for a major newspaper company, or how a new shipment of gaskets came in that were an eighth of an inch off in size, it was just not my type of stimulating conversation, right? So in an effort to include me in the conversation, my godfather so generously uh, decided to ask me questions. So he turned to me and he said, so what do you want to do when you grow up? And like at first I was like taken aback because I, you know, number one, I probably wasn't paying attention to the whole conversation, probably, you know, thinking about riding ponies or, you know, drawing unicorns or something at the time. I don't, I don't know, or stickers, or I was really obsessed with stickers at eight. Okay. That's, that was my hobby. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but I could feel the answer coming from the tips of my toes. It was like this, you know, warm feeling all over my body. And I was so nervous to answer him. He was this big executive and, and, um, I wanted to, I wanted to be truthful and, you know, and not really give him a crap answer. And before I knew it, I, I, I the answer just like burst out of me and I said everything I want to do everything. And my parents and godparents exchanged this glance that for an eight-year-old felt just as long as like say waiting to be picked last for dodgeball, right? In gym, 
Okay, maybe even longer. I, I don't I don't know. But it felt like an eternity that they just like locked eyes and looked at each other. And then right after that, they just all burst out into roaring laughter. I felt like the butt of a joke. And it was... It was so embarrassing. I wanted to cry. It was, I felt so silly and um, I was so embarrassed. So my father quickly, or sorry, godfather rather, followed up my response with, oh honey, you can't do everything. And the heat and humiliation that came over me was too much. It was almost too much. And I came so close to running out of the room in tears, but I didn't. I stayed. And that was not like me. I, I used to um, be very meek and unsure of myself. And, and that was one of the defining moments in my life where I stayed and stood up for myself. And it left such a mark on me that I'm still talking about it 40 years later. Right? So, but that same from the toes gumption that came just moments later prompted my response to him. And with tears in my eyes, I replied to him, Oh, yes, I can. Watch me. And so, needless to say, that didn't go over real well with my parents. Um, they thought I was very disrespectful, but I was so proud of myself for answering him and answering him honestly. And I really have always wanted to try everything, but I also recognize that there are some things that um, I'm not meant to do, and that's okay. So, uh, needless to say, I was sent to my room, and the one celebratory dinner for five quickly turned into a whispering and uh, quiet conversation in the living room between the remaining four adults and me sitting on my bed left to think about what I had done. So that was my, you know, parents famous line, go to your room, think about what you've done, right? Uh, nothing, I don't think it was anything wrong. They just, you know, I was a little disruptive and they weren't used to it. So that was their default uh, action. And it was fine because I could think about what I had done and I was proud and it was good. So what is curious to me though is that this word can that I used in my response is so insanely powerful. It for me is truly motivational. It has brought me through all of my darkest times and all of my triumphs. I became a widow at age 30 with four kids under eight. Did I feel helpless? Yep. Did I feel lost and alone? You bet I did. Was I terrified and uncertain as to what my future held? Absolutely. But I pulled myself up and I told myself over and over again, you can do this. And I did. My children are nearly all grown now and thriving. And I don't think I could be more proud of them. But that all happened because I taught them that they could do anything. And I kept myself going too by staying motivated. In 2007, I graduated as a licensed massage therapist and sat for the New York State Licensing Boards. I had begun school in early 2006 and was thrilled to finish nearly top of my class. Going to school five days a week and raising a family of four simultaneously on my own was challenging, but feasible because I had already begun to put some of the time, these time saver methods or these productivity principles that I'm about to explain to you in place. I passed my boards, began a private uh, massage therapy practice, and don't get me wrong, I had tremendous support from loved ones, but none of this would have been possible if not if I had not employed the power of the word can, and that 
the phrase I can. In 2013, I started a wellness center in my hometown and quickly rose to, in seven months, rose to being voted my city's best wellness center in seven months. And how did I accomplish this? Because I told myself over and over that I could do this. And we did. I was so proud of that. This teeny tiny phrase, I can, is the basis of my principles of productivity and success. It is that powerful and really that powerful. And it's the basis of my philosophies and of my book. So let me explain what I mean. Over the years, I've discovered four typical reasons why the structure of business and the structure of families fail and even why individuals struggle. I say typical because every situation is different, right? With each different personality and circumstance comes a different joy or angst that may not be typical. But for argument's sake, I will contest that if you can create solutions, which of course I have for these typical issues, then you can create a solid foundation and set yourself up to handle whatever problems come your way or celebrate all the accomplishments that come your way too. Okay, so let's talk about the activities that lead to structural breakdowns in home or business. So your personal home or business life. Okay, reason number one, burnout. I can't tell you how many businesses fail because the uh, sole proprietor of the business is working too many hours. Right, we go into business for ourselves because we think we can do it better. We can do it different, um, or we can cut the middleman out and and make a little bit more money. But we're working twice as much and not getting that reward that we were searching for. Okay, same thing with home. Same thing with with home life. Uh, quite often, people feel underappreciated and undervalued because they are working way too much and um, and not really focused on perhaps priorities or taking care of themselves or or things like that and so burnout is a huge huge uh, instigator for uh, arguments for depression for uh, feeling worthless or you know like I said before underappreciated so big big reason big big okay Another reason number two, another reason that leads to structural breakdowns in home and business is lack of unique connection to those that you interact with. So at home, if you are just doing the same thing every day and not giving your best self, um, people are going are going to start to take advantage of that uh, mundaneness and and possibly consider that as a lack of interest. Um, and again, that leads to misunderstandings, things like that. Same thing in business. If you do not stand out, if you do not create uh, a unique connection with your clients and customers, they will go to somebody who does. Okay? So number three of why there is structural breakdowns in home and business. There are no systems in place. It's chaos. It's cluttered. Um, there, you're always reinventing the wheel or doing things twice or buying things over and over again because you don't have any organization for your items or your valuables. 
I can't tell you how many times um, I have clients that buy packing tape because they can't find it anywhere. You know, packing tape is great not just for packing, but for sending packages or for sealing labels or things like that. Excuse me. And uh, I have one client that has seven rolls of packing tape because she couldn't find the other six. So there you go. Just keep your packing tape in a special spot and then you only need one. Okay. Reason number four that leads to structural breakdowns in home or business. No direction or no action plan. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're headed and you don't know how to get there. Um, I've seen this. I've seen this too. People get lost and it's easy to do that, especially when you are sunk deep into the day-to-day things of life. Um, it's easy to forget where you want to go because you're so uh, consumed with you know, figuring out how just to get through the day. So, but if you can figure out where you're headed and where you want to go, it's much easier to stay on track. So how does this all translate into my productivity pillar or principles and how can finding solution to these issues bring you to a place where you will ultimately be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest advocate, where you will connect with others on a deeper level, where you will have more opportunity to do the things that you want to do and fulfill your dreams? Okay, patience, my friend. I promise to go into these much deeper, into much deeper detail in the following podcast episodes. But for now, let's just go over, you know, the uh, general structure of it. But I really want you to take it all in and think about it. Have you ever had an experience where you struggled with something or something didn't quite work out for the, for the reason, anything other than what I just said before, for any reason. So again, uh, again, burnout, lack of unique connection, no systems in place or no idea where you're going. Can you think of anything that you couldn't tie it back to those reasons? I mean, like foundationally, we're talking foundationally. I know I have not. I can trace every one of my breakdowns or, or mistakes or poor choices or anything like that to one of these underlying reasons. What happens is that when problems arise and we don't have a solid foundation in place, we experience shame and guilt and fear of judgment from others, right? I have had several businesses in my life and looking back on all of them and with the understanding of these core issues, I recognize the problems with each of them now. I've had a few failed relationships too. And again, you know, my dating time or whatever, I can completely understand where they went wrong. And I'm grateful for those lessons, don't get me wrong. I should throw throw in this disclaimer that I am a believer of the notion that everything happens for a reason. And that being said, I do believe that mistakes that you make, you are created to make them so that you might learn from them, grow from them, and be better on the other end. And that is what I'm trying to help you do. Figure out the lesson from those breakdowns and realign you with your true path. You will still make mistakes as we all will, right? And as you proceed through life and business, you'll still make these mistakes, but having a foundation 
to fall back on, having these uh, principles in place and knowing, being aware of what they are and how to create solutions around them and being motivated to do so, you'll create a foundation to fall back on that will get you much farther ahead and will ultimately speed up the learning process. So getting back to those reasons for structural failure in home or business, okay? Once you learn these principles and act, and, and actually it's kind of like a motivational management system too, which is super fun, um, you will be able to pick yourself up out of being overwhelmed and frustrated every single time. That is how I've made it the last 48 years, is to use this motivational management system every single time. When you're feeling like you need to be more independent and more accountable to yourself, you'll be able to, and maybe that feeling of what on earth am I doing will go away once and for all. You will now be able to say, I am capable. I can kick some ass today. I can do this. And that is why I named the system the I can method. So I love acronyms, right? I remember growing up and especially in science, you know, you had all those, remember that planet one that my very educated mother, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I love acronyms. I, um, that's how my brain learns. Okay. So, uh, going through massage therapy school, I had an acronym for all the muscles, like all the sets of muscles. It was amazing and, and it works. And so that's how I'm presenting this to you is an acronym and it's, I can. So this is what I did with the system. I wanted to incorporate something that was easy to remember, something to keep me motivated, something to keep me focused, and also managing the top four aspects of home and business that uh, where I have found, like I said in the past, that people were most deficient. So let's take another look at the top four reasons why entrepreneurs, small business people, and even uh, people, you and me, just uh, normal people struggle, especially within the first few years of uh, business and why relationships struggle, um, you know, typically for seven years, right, I guess, and why we continue to fail at those. Um, so reason number one, burnout. Reason number two, lack of unique, consistent connection to your customers, clients, family members, et cetera, et cetera. Reason number three, no systems in place. You're always reinventing the wheel. Can't find anything. Reason number four, no direction or action plan. Okay, now th this is where we're going to get serious. I need you to get a pen and paper out because uh, I want you to write this down. Okay, I'll wait. Okay, you can even put me on pause if you, if you, need, to, if you need more time. So I'm going to share with you my I can method. And these are solutions to those typical reasons why things break down. So to number one, to avoid burnout, you, I initiate self-care. Okay. Number two, to avoid a lack of unique and consistent connection to your, to yourself, to your family, friends, to your customers or clients, you need to see, create a unique connection. Okay, next one, number three, 
to avoid not having any systems in place, you need to A, automate. Okay, number four, to avoid not having a direction or action plan, you need to N, navigate to success. So I'm going to say that again. I initiate self-care. C, create a unique connection. A, automate. N, navigate to success. See what I did there? Do you see the acronym? I can. Pretty awesome, right? Pretty awesome. So now you can say that all the time. I can. If you're feeling lost, if you are feeling confused, you can say, I can do this. And then you automatically know, I need to initiate self-care. I need to work on creating a unique connection, possibly with my family members or a friend or myself or my customers or clients. I need to automate more because I want more time in my life. Or, and I need to figure out how I'm going to get there. Navigate. Navigate to success. By understanding what the four main reasons are that our personal and business lives break down and then choose to implement those four solutions or counter activities, you actually turn those breakdowns into breakthroughs. Love it. Now, I have tested my theory over and over and over again in each of these principles. I have played around with it um, and I'm telling you I'm here to share witness and that they all work. Saying I can over and over until you believe it, okay? Say it over and over until you believe it. Work those principles of productivity and I guarantee that you will see progress in your life. Practice these principles over and over because I will tell you what, when you take time to purposefully take care of yourself, you are more productive, you have more energy, and you actually get things done more effectively and efficiently. When you put yourself out there and create those unique connections with people that you want in your life, personally or in a business setting, you make friends and customers for a lifetime. The time that you spend with them has more meaning. When you create and when you, when you simplify your life by having systems in place, you are actually creating more opportunity to do what you love and to spend time, your time, how you want and not how you have to, right? When we are overextending ourselves or don't things have, or don't have things a little bit more organized, um, then we are a slave to time. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't be. We only have a limited amount of time. We should be able to spend our time the way we want. When you know what you want to do in this lifetime and you have a plan on where you're going and how you want to get there, which, by the way, doesn't have to be written in stone, but having a sense of how you want to leave your mark in this world, when you have that sense, you spend much less time feeling hopeless and lonely and lost. So I'm going to leave you with this. By saying I can, you are empowering yourself to believe in your infinite capabilities. I was raised to believe that I have a choice in all that I do and all that I am. I hope you choose to believe just how capable you are and how much I know that you can accomplish amazing things. I believe in you and I hope you choose to believe in yourself. Friends, thank you so much for joining me today. Please 
meet up with me again next week when we dive a little deeper into these principles that we talked about today. And we're going to talk about self-care and how to initiate it without guilt. Because I know so many of us carry that guilt with us when we try to do nice things for ourselves. So no more. I'm going to teach you how to not do that. Okay. I'm so glad you were here with me today. You can reach out to chat with me via my website, moreroomforjoy.com. You can also reach out on social media. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Also, More Room for Joy. And I would love to hear from you. I would love, I really look forward to taking, um, or spending time with you next week and talking more about this. Uh, and I hope you have a beautiful week, my friends. All right, take care. And uh, start believing in yourself. I know you can do it. All right, take care. See you next week.